Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Mary Wallace. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting. I'm so grateful to have you here this evening. I'm really grateful to have you speak to your new book, The Secret World of Children. Uh, Such an important topic. Uh, We're going to be cracking the code of children's behavior and how parents can feel empowered with raising their children. As we just spoke just briefly before hitting the go button, it's one of the most difficult jobs. And and parents are raising kids to be functional adults, hopefully, and happy uh, and to be as equipped as possible with the right tools so they can go on and be successful and happy people. Um, so I, I'm so grateful to have you talk to that. But before we go there, you're a licensed social worker. What even prompted you to also start writing some of your expertise into a books or many books? Well, um, I've yes, I've, I've met, written a number of books, but this book uh, kind of sums up my my life's work. Um, mm. I have a very strong love for children, and I want to see children be raised with love. I think it's the most important thing in the world. But often their behavior is so confusing, so scary and maddening that parents don't know what to do when they see their three-year-old clunk the baby over the head with the baby's rattle or their seven-year-old toss mashed potatoes across the table because mom says it's his turn to clean the table. They, They don't understand what they're seeing and they get scared. Parents get scared. So mm-hmm. I want to help parents to understand what is going on and what you can do. You know, I, I love that because I think what happens is as we, I, I don't recall a lot of what I did as a, a super young child. I remember a couple instances where I had a temper tantrum or something and my mom was just like losing it. Um, like, why are you being so unruly right now? Um, but I think as we continue to grow and go through school and then eventually work into college and work. 
we learn all the social rules of how we're supposed to behave and what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And I don't think, well, I, when they're really young, kids don't have, all, uh, you know, all those rules um, inside of them yet. No, they don't. And um, infants come into the world without the, these tools. Um, and they go through a developmental process to arrive at how to get along with the world in a positive way. <laughs> I'll give you a, a for instance. Um, the other day, some parents came into my office frantic. Their three-year-old had kicked mom while she was feeding the baby. <laughs> and they said, oh, my God, we don't hit him. Where is he getting this behavior from? And they they were so afraid that he's crazy, he's bad, he's going to end up on a therapist's couch forever. And I was I was able to explain the developmental reasons for this behavior. Would you like me to do that? Yes, because I, I remember that happening just when I was a kid, and my mom told me just when my sister uh, ahead of me, my uh, I was five when my other my middle sister was born. And they heard me say uh, that I was very unhappy because mom and dad didn't love me anymore. That's what they told me I said. So I can imagine that I'd be upset when my little sister showed up. Absolutely. Uh, in my book, Birth Order Blues, I deal a lot uh, with sibling rivalry. But um, in this case, yes, it was sibling rivalry. And it made uh, he felt angry. He felt left out. Um, and if you think about it, when little babies are very hungry and they they get angry, where's my food already? <laughs> I need it to live. I need it for survival. And so they thrash their, around and they throw their arms and their legs. They turn red and they cry. Mm -hmm. They express their feelings in a physical way. And a three-year-old is not so far from being an infant. And so the three-year-old is expressing himself physically. And it, it's only with the parent's help that the child learns it's okay to be angry. Mm -hmm. You can say I'm angry, but you cannot hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. And in my book, I talk about nine developmental issues. This is one developmental issue. The fact that uh, children express their feelings physically. But there are, are eight others, including having urgent wishes, what they want, they want now, and, 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 they're, and they're urgent about it. So that's why your four-year-old throws himself on the floor in a toy store, and he wants it, because he experiences it as life and death. Now, now I love to go here real quick, because my friend just told me that with her grandkid just last week, that he was just totally losing it. Like he, and, and I thought, what's wrong? I mean, you get to play tomorrow, but I, I didn't understand that from their perspective and, and talk to this, it, are they just seeing every day at every moment as a present moment? Like it all exists right now, right here. And if it doesn't yes. happen now, it doesn't happen at all. Yes. They live in the moment. Mm -hmm. And just as the little baby needs his hunger, shows his hunger and he needs his food immediately. Children mm -hmm. feel that about anything they want or need. It's only as they grow that they can handle it better. Uh, they, uh, they understand, I, I can want everything, 
but I, I, I can't get it. Uh, but we can help them. We can help children by saying, you really wish you could have that fire engine that's on the shelf, or you really wish you could have that chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. In other words, we acknowledge their wish, their urgency. And then we say, yes, but you, you need to wait till after dinner and I will give you some ice cream. You can't have it now. So in my understanding, because you just said something very interesting, you said uh, you need to wait and you gave a time frame. Is that very important in the equation that you will say, OK, not right now, but at this time frame? So they have a general picture that it's not happening at this moment, but there's a certain time frame they can look out for? Absolutely. Young children don't have a sense of time. They really don't. When you say, I'll be there in five minutes. Yeah. What's a minute? <laughs> What's a minute? What's five minutes? So um, if you tell your child uh, when you, you leave him at preschool, mm-hmm. I'm going to come right after lunch. Mm-hmm. The child has a clear sense of time. Mm-hmm. In my book, I have a whole chapter on trying to get kids to move through the routine. This is why it's so hard. They mm-hmm. They really don't have a sense of time, but we, we have to hurry. We have to get to the school bus. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? I, I want to play with my toys. I'm having a good time. I'm living in the moment. But it's something so, we could all look to get back to a little bit as adults. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, all, all this uh, talk about mindfulness. I mean, it, it's just, it's the same kind of thing. Okay. Let's go to, to the moment. Let's not think not, let's not worry about what's ahead or what happened in the past. Let's live in the moment. But uh, so eat every chapter in my book deals with another issue. The need for love. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do kids go under the table at the family dinner? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when everyone's sitting and talking and, and people, people sitting around the table can go, oh, what a brat. You know, mm-hmm. Boy, what a bad kid. He's a bad kid. This is what a lot of adults jump to. And I want to explain, no, this is a developmental issue. He wants attention. He wants love. Uh, and, and it's better if mom says, come sit by me and, you know, with your book, all the grownups are talking and I know it's hard for you. Yeah. So uh, what I do is I I talk about the, the issue and then I explain posit- the most positive ways parents can handle it because I again have the goal of helping children to feel loved well you know I I would love your feedback on this I'm quite certain I did not handle this very well Um, I was left in charge of my little brother and sister I think they were about seven and I said I'm going to take you out and they felt uh, from what my mom was telling me is that they had been locked in their house all day long they couldn't wait for me to come pick them up and take them to the park So on the way to the park, I said to them, I'm going to take you to the grocery store and you can pick out any candy you want. And so we got to the grocery store and then they went about and went down running through all the different aisles and started just knocking things over. Uh, They went open the coffee thing and spilled all the coffee beans everywhere and just made a complete mess. The, The store owner was completely unhappy. And I mean, I was unhappy and embarrassed, but I took them back home berating them the whole way going what is your problem this was going to be a lovely day and you guys ruined it and you know and and my mom was not happy that I brought them back so quickly but 
what would have been a better way to handle that? Because I know I did not handle that very well. Well, it sounds like the kids really wanted to go to the park. They, they really were not happy with stopping somewhere else. They, they It was in their mind, their desire. Um, in that situation, maybe if you had guessed that, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes it, we it, it's hard for us to put together uh, what's happening and what's causing this reaction. If you were able to, you could have said, oh, my God, I think you really wanted to go to the park first. Mm -hmm. And and I suggested stopping here. You can't run around like this, but you could come and tell me that. Mm -hmm. You could say to me, oh, please take us to the park. We've been waiting all day for that. And we're angry that you're not taking us there. You can use words, but you cannot throw things around. Mm -hmm. um, in this family, we talk about issues. That's yeah. the best way to solve problems. Yeah. Well, I wish I had done that because it turned out to be a very unhappy day for everyone, including them, because taking them back home was clearly not what they wanted either. And uh, yeah, it was not fun for them. And I felt bad. Um, but, you know, live and learn as you get older. What are some of the other developmental issues parents could pay attention to? And then be before we leave here, I'd also like to go on when kids become close to teenagehood. I hear a lot of my friends with teenagers saying a lot of the acting up stuff happens again temper tantrum and such and and they're like what do I do now they're not really super little how do you deal with that so well my book basically is goes all the way from infancy to adolescence and of course as adults uh we we still have some of those issues inside of us we still slam doors and bang <laughs> tables when we're angry, we have a physical reaction. Mm -hmm. uh, you asked about uh, another um, another developmental thing is curiosity. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a child sees a planter in your living room, mm -hmm. and it's very attractive. And this is a crawling baby. Uh, the baby's maybe 11 months old, crawls over, takes a handful of dirt from the planter. And you go, no, 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 you can't do it. No, 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 you can't do it. But the baby has this natural curiosity. They're born with natural curiosity. You could see it by two weeks. Mm. You can see the little baby lifting up on uh, his arms to see what's around him. So it's, it, it's curiosity and it's powerful. Mm. Each of these things are drives that are very powerful. So... It's if you want to solve that problem, it's best not to have the planter in the living room for a while. Or you can say, I can see you're curious, but you can't take the dirt and put it in your mouth. It's not healthy for you. And it's my job to keep you healthy. So um, my book is pretty much filled with all these behaviors and how you can handle them. Because what you said before was very interesting. You took your siblings home. So you basically raised the stakes. You know, mm -hmm. here they were miserable and now you've taken them home. And so we often take a move that makes the situation 10 times worse. You'll take a, a child who wasn't eating her dinner 
and you'll put you'll you'll punish her. Oh, you didn't eat your dinner. You're going into the crib. Now, what does the baby know about why she's in the crib? And how is that going to help matters? And now she's going to have a real tantrum and, and you have more problems. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of this is about stepping into the child's shoes and understanding where the child is at developmentally. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what I do in my book. And I really focused, I found nine things that, nine issues that once the parents understand them and they use the skills that I suggest in the book, you will feel calmer, you will feel more in control, and you'll gain your child's cooperation. And the last thing I want to say about that is I believe that what this world needs with all the problems it has is for children to be raised with this kind of understanding and love. I think it will end a lot of racism, wars. Mm. I think a lot of what we see is little kids acting out because their needs weren't met. Mm. And so what I'm gathering from you is that if their needs are not met as they continue to grow developmentally, that it becomes an adult who can't handle emotions properly in the real world. And it, it turns into bad events, wars, and all that good stuff. I talk a lot about that in the book. I talk about the importance of uh, parents looking at their own childhoods. How did, how did I feel about independence? I have a need for, you know, my child has a need for independence. So how does that affect how I'm reacting to my child? How, how did I feel about independence? Did my parents encourage it? Did they try to hold on to me? What what am I doing with my child? So th there's a, a strong emphasis on understanding yourself. Yeah, that's that's a really good point because uh, a lot of our our outbursts as adults is that it's inconvenient for us. Like we're going through our own stuff in our heads, and maybe we got home, we're tired, we had stressful, our boss was a jerk, whatever, and and then we just take it out on the kids without realizing they didn't go through what you went through all day. They're not in the midst of that. There's no reason to put that on them. Um, yeah, this is fascinating. I mean, we could go on so much longer. I know we could. It's 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 so fascinating. I, I remember my mom did just what you were mentioning about the dinner thing. She used to say, we always had to finish our dinner. And one time she gave me something like eggplant, which looked yummy on the plate. But the consistency I thought was really gushy and icky. And I just couldn't get myself to swallow it. And so she's like, you're not leaving to the table till you finish your dinner. And, you know, three, four hours later. And, and I'm like, <laughs> she's like, you're going to bed without food. And uh, all it did was make me angry. And of course, I'm hungry. So it, it really didn't solve anything for either of us because she had to keep coming back and checking my plate. And I'm like, I am not eating this icky stuff. <laughs> you know, parents, you know, parents are, are human beings and and they uh, react from their own past, too. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was expected of the parents to eat everything. Maybe they didn't have much. Mm -hmm. And so. What do you mean you're not going to eat the food? Or I love you so much. I want to make sure you're healthy and you eat. But yeah. uh, the problem with that is that then the child uh, doesn't uh, develop the ability to say, I'm hungry. I don't want any more. I don't eat any more food. I've eaten mm -hmm. enough and may overeat later in life, become mm -hmm. very overweight 
or the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, may not want to eat at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ongoing process, but I, I don't think like if you make a mistake as a parent, like I'm, I was not a parent of my, my siblings, but I clearly looking back when it happened or after it happened, I realized, oh, there could have been a better way to handle that because at the end of the day, everyone was a lot more unhappy. Uh, so, you know, if you've gone through certain issues with your kids, uh, don't berate yourself over it. Let's, you know, you can find better ways to deal with it. And one thing you mentioned, like I find you kind of explaining for the the child, here's why I'm doing this. Here's why we don't hit. Here's why. And I've heard my mom say to me when I was explaining things to my, my um, little brother and sister, they don't know. They don't have rationality yet. Don't explain things to them. Just tell them what to do. And I, I don't think that's totally true. I think they might not have all the tools yet, but as you continue to talk to them like a human being, they'll begin to learn these things. You are your child's ninja. Mm-hmm. You are teaching your child how to live in the world. And so if you explain, okay, you're walking down the stairs, you know, you're you're three years old, you need to hold on when you walk down the stairs. Mm -hmm. You need to say, I'm angry. You need to say, I really wish I could have that ice cream. This is what you need to do in this world. And I will listen to you. I may not give it to you. It doesn't mean you have to have it. And this issue of explaining things um, is misunderstood. It's so important to explain. I mean, I always say, okay, you're sitting in a classroom and your teacher says, get up. Don't you want to know why? (laughs) Okay, yeah. I mean, even if you're in college, even now, if you were taking a course and somebody walked in and said, get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they're at, you know, they're super young and they don't understand all of the words or what you're saying, it's the bit by bit process. I've never been a real fan of people talking. Oh, you're so cool. And like they're, you know, like they're half brain dead people. It's like, no, these are still people. They're just don't have all the tools yet. They're learning. And it's a constant process, but just talk to them like real human beings. They'll begin to bit by bit understand what you're saying. Absolutely. Just, just as we label the world around them. That's a light, that's a lamp. Uh, feelings, we teach them about, about feelings. We teach them about a schedule. They don't know anything about a schedule. So w- when you're rushing and you want to get them moving, <laughs> yeah, there are ways to do it. And that's what my book is about. My mm-hmm. book is about here's how you can handle this. Mm-hmm. That's because awesome. it, I mean, because you want you need to get your child to school. You yeah. do too, and but, maybe the doctor's appointment or somewhere else. Well, yeah, the doctor's appointment, um, or you have to go to work. It's just the reality. Mm-hmm. Why do you go to work? Okay, my my child, I go to work because I help us to to uh, have our home, and you and your you have your toys. A lot of explaining. And as you explain, you're building a style of communication with your child. So your child will feel comfortable talking to you about whatever they're they're feeling. Yeah. And as you continue to explain what's going on and what you're doing and why, they will begin to take it in and understand. And then, and as you said, then you'll build a communication where it's like, oh, mom's not just being a jerk, just screaming and hollering at me or dad. Um, it, you know, they really mean well for me. And if they're telling me something, well, maybe it's for my own good. Uh, but I think 
your books. Oh, I was going to stop you. I was just going to say when you finished, I think this would be a perfect gift for anyone for Christmas, any parents out there struggling, thinking, OMG, I'm dealing with a lot of what you're talking about. And this could totally help me. Now you're going to say something before we go there. Very much. I was going to say the, the other thing, uh, when you explain what you're doing, you don't leave the child feeling I'm bad. In other words, okay, uh, you need to get down off the table because you're going to fall. Uh, and, and instead of saying, get down, you bad child, <laughs> and, and the child feels really bad. So all, the explaining takes the onus off the child. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And this mom, mom explained to me, she just needs me to go into my room for a few minutes. I'm, I'm not bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a very good clarification. Yeah. Cause it's true. I, I, I can imagine myself feeling like if I'm always being screamed at, I must be a bad kid. And, exactly. and yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. We're getting really close to Christmas here and another six weeks and, and holiday time where any, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, you're probably buying gifts for friends and family. And I know a lot of parents who are struggling with just some of the issues we talked about. Where can everyone get a copy of your book and find out more about you? Well, you can go on Amazon. Uh, it, it went up yesterday. I'm very excited about it, uh, along with two, my uh, two other books. Um, and um, Or you can go on my website. Uh, marywallace.com and you can find out about the uh, you can read my blog articles for psychology today and uh, I was a columnist for other national magazines so you'll get an insight into where I'm coming from that's awesome and anyone listening in audio wise a good portion of our listeners are audio you can go to m-e-r-i wallace w-a llace.com to find out all the information. I thank you so much, Mary, today for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Thanks so much. This was a pleasure. Looking for a hilarious read? Well, check out my latest book, My Crazy Roommates. The names have been changed to protect the deranged. Step into the wild and unpredictable world of young adulthood in the heart of New York City. Brace yourself for a roller coaster ride through the trials, tribulations, and hilarious moments of shared living spaces with a colorful cast of characters. Fasten your seatbelt and get ready to laugh, cringe, and maybe shed a tear as you delve into the pages of My Crazy Roommates. So get your copy today, available at Amazon.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.